0: Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry
1: and get wild.
0: Portions of the Orders Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 check. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers Now. And uh, yes, indeed, uh, we will, we've will. we got a couple hundred texts that have come in. And one of the themes for today's show is, have the Edmonton owners found the left wing they need to play with Conor McDavid in Ryan Nugent Hopkins? And again, my point is, this just isn't about Nugent Hopkins being the right fit on that line. This is about the fact that Nugent Hopkins can help make McDavid a better player too. As crazy as that sounds, given the obscene, God-given gifts the player has. Because it's, at times, I mean, the uh, the, the fourth point he had last night, the second goal, it was just, it was awe-inspiring to watch what he could do. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse Follow the Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse 99.90 Jasper Avenue Reminder that every Wednesday night's date night at Roos Chris where two can dine for $120 Every Friday and orders now for our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino, again, they've got Bill Engvill tomorrow night. Tickets at Ticketmaster. April 14th, they got Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy's uh, famous phrase is, get her done. The owners did that on the road trip. I'm not getting too excited in terms of how things close out, but going 3-1 and uh, one and losing to Tampa Bay, uh, coming off of Tampa Bay's top performance the night before, it's a lot better than going 1-3. and three. So just keep that in mind. Uh, back from the NHL uh, general managers meetings. Joining us right now for the River Creek Resort and Casino is Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing,
1: Bob? How are you doing, sir?
0: Four o'clock I rolled in last night, so I'm fine, man. I'm in a great mood.
1: Well, I mean, that game last night. You were talking about the second goal. I the funniest thing was the look on Mike Hoffman's face. He's wondering where that windburn came from.
0: Absolutely. Kind of like back in the day with Andre Redlight-Rasico, he got a little bit of sunburn, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, so much to talk about. First, give me a couple, because you were there, what, what were the overarching themes that came out of the NHL GM's meetings? You know, I
1: think obviously goaltender interference was a big one. I was kind of surprised about that. I I really was under the impression that the NHL and even the uh, hockey ops department didn't want to take uh, goaltender interference reviews away from the officials, but they got it done. And, uh, that's really something impressive. Uh, I was, I was surprised, um, You know, I I really thought going in that they weren't going to be able to do that because there just wasn't enough people who wanted it to happen. But I guess the GMs pushed and pushed and pushed. And, you know, credit to the players and the referees for agreeing. So that was the number one thing that uh and probably the most dominant thing bob that came away from the meetings for me that they got a change there that i think many of us were not expecting
0: all right lots of rumors come out of events like that as well sometimes trade sometimes management sometimes coaching um carolina and i know you've written about that we were in carolina Elliot, as you know for a couple yep. of days uh, there was a strong connection uh between the two organizations, Ralph Krueger, uh, of course, his son played there. Ralph worked there. Uh, Ricky Olchuk, you know, there's another one. Uh, Bill Peters coached the University of Leftbridge, the Spokane Chiefs. He's, uh, where is he from, three hills or two hills? He's from one of those hills. Uh, <laughs> he's big fan of uh, Fats Domino. But uh, anyhow, I digress. Uh, what? Uh, let's start with Carolina. What are you hearing on the management front in that regards?
1: You know, I think that the one thing they really felt was that it was just too loud. That, you know, there were too many things that were known, Um, you know, we knew a lot of their who was talking, who wasn't talking, who was staying, who wanted to out, you know, who was part of the search, and I think they just really felt strongly that they had to take the thing and make it very much quieter. And I think they have succeeded in doing that. I don't believe the GM search is necessarily on hold. I don't necessarily think it's over. I think, Bob, that it's can we do this so that it's not making as much news. And I think that's kind of where they are right now. I think. And and you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised when all this ends, whenever that is said and done it's something a little different than maybe we were expecting you know maybe don waddell keeps the job for a certain period of time maybe there's somebody in there in a different kind of role but i just think that right now there's so much been said and done about carolina that i just think they wanted to tone down the whole tenor of the search
0: tom dundon is the owner he has the, the the connection to dallas uh with mark cuban who was very uh uh, you know integrated with the process from a management perspective with the dallas mavericks over the year and he's also got a connection to a lot of people in dallas hockey circles is that a potential theme that we might circle back to at some point well I, i
1: i don't i don't I don't think so, Bob. I mean, I I did at one point in time, you know, I asked him about his friendship with guys like Brendan Morrow, and he is very tight with Brendan Morrow. But Morrow lives in Dallas, and he's happy living in the area. So I don't think that that's necessarily a connection that's going to happen. Um, I I think it's much more likely that, you know, I I think that he's going to be in a situation where he tries to hire a management person first and kind of figures it out from there. And, uh, you know, we'll see where we go. You know, Bill Peters, the coach, as you mentioned, he's under contract for another year. I mean, we'll see what the offseason brings. But, you know, I don't think we've heard the last about change for Carolina, though I think they're just trying to be more diligent on keeping it quiet about what those potential changes could be.
0: They have a lot of good forwards, not great forwards. Uh, they've got yep. some tremendous young Primarily American defensemen. Could a guy like Justin Falk or Jeff Skinner be moved out of uh, Carolina? You
1: know I, I on, um, you know, I think it's going to depend on. You know, I think it's going to depend on who the GM is, obviously. But you know what? Like, I think there have been times over the last few years where Justin Falk's name has been out there, and and Jeff Skinner's name has been out there, and also both of those guys are getting closer to the ends of their contracts, and. And you know, I think that's going to be the question. Does, does Carolina see value in, in keeping them as UFAs, or do they go out and say, "You know what? Um, this is not something we want to do"? So, I think it's going to come down. Uh, I, I think it's going to come down to philosophy, and uh, I think also. But I do think it's possible that those guys would be available. Yes.
0: Courtesy River Creek Resort and Casino, Bill Engville tomorrow night, April fourteenth for Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. Uh, tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers. So, Elliot, the Oilers played Carolina on Tuesday. They had the worst save percentage in the NHL. Edmonton got seven. When yep. they played Ottawa last night. They have the thirtieth ranked save percentage in the NHL. The Oilers got six. And. Yep. Uh, Ottawa is an interesting situation because Pierre Dorian is not in trouble there. He has just re-signed a deal. And in many respects, I get the sense in that Ottawa marketplace that he's almost seen as, well, he is the go-to guy, even though Eugene Melnick's never met a phone interview that he's turned down. But uh, there's a lot going on in Ottawa. Uh, What do you see on that front?
1: Well, this morning, Pierre Dorian had a uh, conference call with the season ticket holders. And one of the things they asked about was the coach, Guy Boucher, and he um, you know, he said, we'll decide that at the end of the season, which is not something that a coach ever wants to hear, right? So, you know, we'll see where where that goes. You know, obviously the biggest story is Carlson. Uh, his family's had a very difficult week, as everybody knows now, with uh, uh, the, the loss of their son. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean... You never know how something like that could or could not affect a player's decision. Right. But you know, I would just say that I think the belief was that Carlson was ready to go and he's got one more year into unrestricted free agency. I don't see him staying under current ownership. and you know, obviously there's varying opinions on how close they came uh, in the summer to um, how close they came in the or at the trade deadline to dealing them. I think it was seriously considered, and I I think they're going to do that again. And, you know, I do believe, uh, Bob, that one of the most interesting storylines this year is going to be the draft lottery. First of all, it's the biggest day of the year on the calendar, because it really sets a lot of teams up for their future, good or bad. And secondly, I think also that, you know, that's going to determine, you know, how some teams decide they want to attack. You know, like for example, like if a team like Chicago doesn't get a really high first-round pick but gets a decent one, would they pedal that for something they think that could help them right now? And I think there's a, there's a few teams that are going to miss the playoffs this year who are going to say, "All right, um, you know, we we don't want to miss the playoffs again. We want to go for it, depending on our pick." So uh, I think what that also was going to do is determine who's going to make what trades. And I would be really curious to see if a team that was out of the playoffs and in the lottery and was interested in Eric Carlson called the uh, Senators and said, look, we've got this pick after the draft lottery, and how does that help you sweeten, or how does it help us sweeten the the, the offer for a guy like
0: him? Slam dunk, right? Let's not forget, we can educate our listeners here, Ottawa uh, has to give up a number one in one of the next two years to That's the Colorado right. Avalanche. So let's just say Ottawa is outside of the top 7. Okay? Mm-hmm. You could foresee a scenario where they're saying, "Well, if we trade if we if we trade Ekman Larsson and we or Ekman Larsson, if we could trade Carlson, a and yeah. slip there. If we could trade Carlson and get yeah. ourselves a top six pick, then we can turn around give our pick to Colorado this year and accept our fate, and then we're, you know, not giving up our pick next year when we don't have Carlson while we go through a bit of a rebuild. It totally makes sense. Uh, you
1: yes, and I, and I do believe, Bob, that that is a scenario that could very well happen. I definitely think you're on to something.
0: hundred percent could see it happen. Uh, yeah. I will mention to you that Pierre Dorian was in Edmonton uh, a, a couple of weeks ago as Bob Elliot, so read yes, the I
1: no, the rumors went yes. crazy. Everybody I don't. He was making
0: up deals. I, I don't uh, I don't see. We'll see. It, I mean, there's there's history with Peter Shirelli and the Senators organization. Uh, they might know each other a little bit too well. If you know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. We'll see. Yep. Everything changes based. I mean, I'm I'm here to tell you right now. If the Oilers are not drafting in the top eight or top seven, I think Edmonton has to consider a move like that as well, Elliot. I, I really do. I mean, uh, why wouldn't you? What's that?
1: Why wouldn't you?
0: Absolutely. I mean, it, and we'll get to a, a, a bigger thing. Uh, another team going perhaps the other direction. You mentioned it in your 30 thoughts, or 31 thoughts now. <laughs> Calgary Flames.
1: Yeah, what a, what a nightmare year. And also, uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say a nightmare year, but a nightmare finish. And I, I think that's the thing that's rattling Calgary as much as anything else. Not that just that they're going to miss the playoffs, but how it's going as they finish the season. Like, A a bad loss to Vegas, a bad loss to Arizona, and then that game on Wednesday night against Anaheim where they didn't put up much of a fight, and, you know, I think, you know, Calgary used to have a reputation, as you know, is, you know, when you went in there to play, win or lose, you were getting a rough ride. Now, the game has changed a lot, and, you know, not as many people play like that, but I don't think the Flames are happy with the fact that it's gone quite the reverse, and, you know, they, they obviously traded the number one pick in the, in the Hamannick deal. And I've got to think that, you know, they're going to be going out to say, OK, we are going to try to get that number one pick back. And that's could probably going to mean a core player goes. And I, I think after the way that this season is ending, they're going to be willing to do that. Well,
0: it's not going to be Goodrow. It's not going to be Monaghan. It's not going to be Backland. And I don't see it being Geo because he's too old. So are we talking Bennett or Hamilton?
1: Yeah, I think those are probably the two names you're going to hear a lot. Um, You know, Hamilton's got 16 goals. That's going to be really difficult to replace. But I I think you take a look at it as you say, okay, what's the deal that can get us the most? And, you know, Hamilton's probably number one on that list and Bennett number two.
0: All right, very quickly, uh, I know you did a piece on James Van like It's unbelievable what he's doing, isn't it, given the lack of minutes he's playing. But he's just an amazing net front presence.
1: He really is. And, you know, Nick showed some video last week, Bob, in the pregame about how when James Van Riemsdijk first came into the NHL with Philadelphia, he was a guy that could carry the puck all the way up ice and, and score that way. And now he's completely gone uh, under a change as he's gotten older. He's now a grinder, a guy who's at the net, got great hands, can do a lot of things from in close. And, you know, he, here he is. He's the he's the first guy in 12 years to score 30 goals, averaging less than 15 minutes a game. And, you know, if he gets to 40, he'll become uh, the first guy ever to score 40 in under 15 minutes a game. The other one that's really amazing, and and looks like Patrick Lyon skated today, Patrick Lyon with seven goals, he'll become the first ever since they kept ice time to score 50 goals playing less than 17 minutes. I mean, it's never been done before. And I I think that's, that's pretty incredible that There's two guys this year that could do things we haven't
0: seen. Just to wrap up, one of our themes on today's show when we open up our phone lines, Elliot, is about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Now, the Oilers had a a good road trip. They played a couple teams that are uh, down on their luck themselves. But Edmonton played pretty well over the course of the four games. You know, and uh, yeah. Nugent Hopkins, my point is, it's just not that Nugent Hopkins is a fit on that line for McDavid. It's that Nugent Hopkins can actually help make McDavid better. He's a very unselfish player, well respected by his teammates, uh, can support defensively, can offset uh, McDavid on nights where he's struggling a bit in the faceoff circle. Does that mean, there's this perception out there that they got to move one of Nugent Hopkins or Clefbomb. I'd say why, and I'd like to get your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I, I think, look, uh, the, the thing about Nugent Hopkins, I believe, is this. You're only trading, it's like what we just talked about with Calgary. If you really want to get something good, you have to give up something good. And, you know, we've heard Ryan Nugent Hopkins trade rumors now, I think since I came out of the womb. They've been going on for so long. But he hasn't been traded. And the reason he hasn't been traded is because Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a good player, and you're not trading him unless you get value back, okay? So I think the only reason he gets dealt, Bob, is not because I don't think he's good enough or... Um, you know, they're disrespecting him in any way. Same deal with bomb The only reason those guys are getting traded is because you look at the return, and you say, "Okay, that makes sense. I see what they're trying to do." I, I think that's it.
0: Great, great stuff, Elliot. Thanks for your time. Say hi to Max.
1: Max, say goodbye to Edmonton. Bye. There you go.
0: Thanks, Bob. All right, take care, Elliot. That's Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers again for our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino, Bill Engville tomorrow night. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Larry, the Cable Guy, April the fourteenth. I'm gonna have to talk to Janie over at the River Cree and see what we're pushing next. 12:53 in Edmonton. Hey, if you're looking for a great sports hockey road trip this fall, Sweden and Germany. That'd be all right can follow Oilers Now with New West Travel to Europe in October. See two great hockey games. Experience all that Germany and Sweden have to offer. Your New West Travel package will include flights, hotels, game tickets, and welcome receptions. Book now for the Oilers Now hockey road trip to Sweden and Germany. Space is limited. Call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at newesttravel.com Back with Mr. Lube trivia when we return. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. From your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chet. Cam Talbot has won nine of his last 15 starts. Save percentage at 9.30 during that stretch. Starts and goal, right? Stop the puck. You get wins. It's that simple. We're going to talk a bit about creating positive energy out of the gate for the Oilers and whether or not that's something that sidetracked this group this year. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. It's 12.56 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich as well. We're at the 630 Chad Studios, Chorus Building, the city southeast side. Brendan, let's do it. We are going to get to Mr. Lube Trivia, Canada's leader in Car maintenance up for grabs. A fifty dollars GC for Mister Lube. All right, here's the thing. This is for bragging rights. You're going to show off what you know. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Should I make it a reasonably hard question? Yeah, I know it's softball season soon, Bob. Didn't you toss a toss a softy yesterday? What was that one? The Craig Simpson one. Yeah, that was a softball question. <laughs> This one might require a little bit more work. 780-496-0063. Ryan Nugent Hopkins was the number one pick in the 2011 NHL entry draft. He was also the number one pick in the 2008 WHL Bantam draft. Who went second that year in the 2008 WHL Bantam draft? It's not as hard as you think. 1257 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell, and we're going to rack them and uh, get the calls and the three or 400 texts we've got so far as well. This is Oilers Now.